Welcome to What a Mess. We'll be your hosts, Justine Wenda and Shika Waithaka. Uh, on today's uh, podcast, we want to delve into people in the performing arts and, you know, the ways they've contrib- contributed so much to social change, even though you may never have heard their names. And one of those names is Bantu Mwaura. He's actually an iconic playwright and poet, as well as human and civil rights activist. Uh, and just to give you a little taste, let me let me read you a, a bit of one of his poems so you sort of get an idea about him. This is called The Politician. This donkey is a politician. It don't care. It kicks its owner, who voted for it, toils hard to get kickbacks from every deal at the expense of its owner, the voter. This politician is a donkey. I don't care. Ooh, Justine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Snaps, baby. Yes. Bantu Mora was a performing artist, activist, and he found a way to use his skills to impact prison reform, taking advantage of the open-door policy in prisons that began in 2001. So what do you think when you hear open-door policy? I'm not going to lie, my first instinct was like, oh, they, they opened the doors and they were just going on the honor program, on honor code for the prisoners. Like, okay, guys, we're keeping the doors open. You're going to stay in, though. We trust you. That was really my first thought. But that's, that's not, what, not it what it means. The open door policy actually referred to having more access to the prisoners, you know, meaning we don't just lock them up and throw away the key but we allow them to interact with the outside world, which I think is kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to that end, in 2005, Bantu and his colleague Dungi Gedoko and their team, they took advantage of that policy and went into prisons, specifically uh, Langata Women's, and started doing using drama therapy to foster understanding between the prisoners and prison staff. So they were just using theater as a tool to, you know, to walk the prisoners through sort of the crimes, A, the crimes that brought them into to jail, as well as uh, using the same tool to invite the guards, you know, to also through their own theater production to examine, you know, their feelings towards and as well as, well as their treatment of prisoners. Yeah, kind of like someone holding up a mirror to the consequences of your action. So first of all, Wow. The fact that he could get prisoners to see the things that they've done and why they're in jail in the first place, I feel like that's very uncomfortable for a lot of people. But the fact that he was willing to do this, not just for the prisoners, but also for the prison staff, brings like what we discuss about prisons and how people who are in prison and the people who are guarding the people in prison interact with each other to like the forefront. It's a very important conversation. And I also think it also really highlights like how art can be used as a tool to to show things like you compared to outrightly telling someone, "Oh, you treat me badly." Yeah. But if I actually show you or you see it through some kind of art form, it totally brings a different perspective and different way for people to see things. 
Yeah, and then like what he did also with this particular situation, like when he went in there and like used this drama therapy, it was like also bringing attention to uh, the poor living conditions of the prisoners, which if you think about it, like prisons are usually very, like in an ugly state. And to highlight those kinds of situations, make the people who are serving their time feel seen, and also just making sure that even if you're being punished, it's not just being lost in you being in there until you come out and see the outside world again. Like we have to make sure that you're still in touch with like the humanity side of you. Yeah. Right, exactly. I think see they say like that, you know, you can judge a society by how they treat sort of the worst quote unquote of their citizens or whatever. Yeah. It's they're still human beings at the end of the day and they need to be treated as such. Yeah, that's why I, I feel like I wanna go to prison in Norway. Like, prisons in Norway are fucking amazing. You know, like, you just sit there, there's, like, someone playing an orchestra outside, you know, there's, like, symphonies from birds. It's, like, such a lovely time. Floor-to-ceiling windows. Yeah. Just... (laughs) In the sun. (laughs) The design, the aesthetic of the prison, just... mm. Yeah. Norway. I think they should romanticize prison. Like, you're locked away, but away doesn't mean a bad thing. You know, exactly. Yeah. I also like the, the 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 other thing that he did with this is like the guards were also living in very deplor- deplorable conditions, which is a discussion that we kind of have from time to time, but it never really like people never discuss it beyond just the kind of pain that people are going through. It's almost like oh look, these people are living poorly, and then it's just like forgotten. So having to show that to not just the prisoners uh, who are in there or the prison guards themselves, but even the administration people who are ensuring that these people don't have the proper living conditions makes it like really, it's a really important conversation to have beyond just why they're working there. Exactly. Uh, Very good point. Um, But let me just ask you, Justine, Mm. what... uh, if we did a theater production of your life, <laughs> what would you, what would we see? First of all, the biggest takeaway will be like, I don't make a lot of mistakes. Okay. Oh, I am a very perfect person. Nothing to reflect upon. You, you're good. Except that one time that I did something really shady in high school that got someone suspended. I frankly think I'm an amazing person, you know? Mm. Like, I don't have a lot of mistakes. I am a good person, Chico. I'm a humble person, too. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, but no, getting back to uh, Bantu and, and what he was okay, able wait. to do. Wait, before we go forward, we're not going to discuss my, th- my life. No, no, no. We go. Okay. You can just downplay. <laughs> I told you just how close to perfect I am, and you wouldn't say anything about your own mistake okay listen well you you're a perfect person me i know i'm a very imperfect person i just choose to not look at it push it down and keep it moving no no self-reflection here meaning you will make like a for really good drama therapy yeah <laughs> yeah i i mean need i'm a good candidate for it yeah. hey that's see that's why we do stand-up comedy that's as close to that's true self-reflection as we come yeah okay as we tell you more about uh, this program that Bantu was doing. There was actually a point that Bantu actually, as part of this, in prison, he got himself 
to live in the prison as a prisoner for a time so that he could better understand the conditions mm -hmm. and everything to properly be able to run this program, right? Yeah, I feel like that's a very noble thing to do. I personally wouldn't want to go to prison for anything, but the fact that he wanted to not just understand, but live the experience so that when he's talking, he's not just talking about people's struggles or like doing a generalization of what he thinks the prison experience is like. It's almost like he's coming in from a perspective of, I will tell you this because I've lived through this. This is how I felt traumatized. This is how I felt like I wasn't being seen or like how I was being treated subhuman. Like these are not just statements he's making. These are lived experiences. Exactly. He took like research to another level. Yeah. Uh, me, I can barely walk to the library to take out a book, let alone at the, check myself into prison. Uh, he really had an impact. This whole process was, was at the same time documented by his colleague who we mentioned, Andungi. And uh, it was made into a film called Mlima Tutapanda. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't find it anywhere. Yani, I did all my torrent sites. All yeah. My, Reddit, subreddits. I could not find a link to this film. This is so unfortunate because I would have really loved to to see this. Like I was even asking my DVD guy, like, can you hook me up? And it's like we don't burn CDs anymore. I just I felt very hurt. But I'm kind of hoping, like, if you have any information on how we can get our hands on this film, that would be super super great to have. Yes, I'll let us know. Uh, and I'm and I'm just thinking maybe we couldn't find this. Like, because we couldn't find this film, like, if you have any landline contact, we're willing to try anything to make sure that we find this film. Yes, send us even a VCR, videotape, whatever format you have it, we'll take it, we'll find a way to watch it. I feel like Bantu's work is still relevant today. The conversations that he had, or like the work he did in 2005, is still relevant today because people are still being profiled. You know, like, if you walk around, you have dreadlocks and the police see you. Actually, we didn't mention this. Bantu himself had dreadlocks, you know, like super long, amazing dreadlocks. And uh, prison guards actually told him that if they met him on the streets, they wouldn't know he was a person with a PhD. They would literally just profile him for how he looked and his name, which is so hurtful. Like, I don't feel like a lot has changed. Meanwhile, Akili Ninyuele is a literal Swahili phrase. So I don't know why, why are they surprised or why are they hating. Yeah. Surely, it's right there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should get prisoners to have YouTube channels. You know, maybe they can tell us why they are always sending us. We can send you M-Pesa, like just send us money to this number first. You know, we could probably understand their experiences. Yeah, exactly. Hey, guys. Just another day in my cell. Okay, no. <laughs> Hey guys, <laughs> welcome to Committee Maximum Prison. This is not the ideal environment, but we promise you, still make magic. It's like um, we should get, we should let them have that freedom. Yeah. Maybe we can understand more how we need to properly reform prisons if by hearing exactly from the source. Yeah, but Ezekiel Mutu will probably ban it for <laughs> making I, prisoners. Prison's fun. Exactly. <laughs> Glorifying prison. <laughs> That's why he wants to send all of us with his morality anyway, so we might as well have fun with it. Exactly.
So like we said, he never quite like got his flowers or yes. the recognition while he was alive. Mm-hmm. And death was actually under very mysterious circumstances. He was allegedly poisoned or it's just, it was never clear exactly what happened to him, which got a lot of people speculating that, you know, he was, they just, he wanted, they wanted him silenced, you know, the they, the they, proverbial they, the, yeah. wanted him silenced, which again, just goes back to and highlights, you know, how silencing in the heart, the arts, hey, the hearts, <clears throat> <laughs> silencing in the arts often happens because like we said, it's the arts can be so impactful to bring about change or to uh, to share important messages. So it's often like one of the first places where in certain regimes it gets it, the first things to be silenced yeah. and policed. And, and this also brings me back to the conversation we were having with Benedict last week. Miriam Makeba herself was silenced, exiled, and she couldn't go back there for a long time. And like silencing people in the arts who are trying to bring highlight to such important issues has been happening for a long time. I, I feel like if you didn't check out that episode, please refer, uh, go back, listen to the Miriam Makeba episode. Because Miriam was, see, she was speaking out on apartheid yes. and the situation in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. calling so. out the whites. They were like, fine, if you don't want it, go. Yeah. <laughs> you, and she went you, and she prospered. Did so well. Bantu Maura, very interesting person, achieved so much that is not really known about very much. You know, if you're out there listening and, you know, you have some info about Bantu Maura or know anything further about the work he did in, in Langata prisons or anything else, please shout out, reach out to us, let us know. Yeah, especially I still want to really, really watch Milima Tutapanda. Yeah, so this has been What a Mess. I am one of your hosts, Shiko Edaka. And Justine. Oh, before we go, Justine, wait. Okay. Remember, we want to leave you with something. Get to know Bantu better. Yeah. So remember, the, I, I read with you guys the beginning of his poem, The Politician. Mm-hmm. Justine, maybe you can take us home and read another, the rest of that or another bit of that poem. This politician is a prey mantis. It preys and teases to mate with the male, but as soon as it sucks life's juices, it snaps off the life of its lover. This prey mantis is a politician. All right. All right. With that, uh, this has been What a Mess, talking about Bantumara. Join us next week. I'm Shiko Edaka. And I'm Justine. Goodbye. Bye. It's a new age groove, one step at a time Yeah, we move to the tune while we're set in the style Know it is what it is, Chamo, he new, new, high Good vibes when we get